Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. Francis Ball is kind enough to join us again in our studio to fellowship more about the life study of Genesis. Francis, it's very good to see you today. And thank you for your kindness. Today's life study, Francis, is going to deal very much with the natural life and the weaknesses of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Maybe a short recap of some of these stories would be helpful before we join Witness Lee. You know, when we consider these Old Testament heroes, we don't usually think of their weaknesses. However, through these life studies, we have come to see the real situation. We have often uh, heard of Abraham as the father of faith. We have seen how he believed that God was able to call things not being as being, as in the case of the birth of Isaac, and also believing in God being able to raise Isaac Isaac from the dead after he offered him there on Mount Moriah. And we usually considered everything about Abraham happening to him because he was a good, God-fearing man and strong in the faith. But if you've been following these life studies of Genesis, you've found out that Abraham learned many lessons by his weaknesses and uh, even his naturalness in the way he did things the way he tried to help God and uh, tried to enter into a kind of a clever solution to certain problems that came up, as in the case of the birth of Ishmael and in his trying to have Eliezer to be in the place of his son. These kind of things show that uh, Abraham wasn't that perfect. He had some weaknesses where he acted in a natural way and he did things according to his natural cleverness. Through several experiences, we saw how he failed God. He didn't trust in God, but did things according to his natural concept. Isaac also, though he was one who was blessed so much by God and enjoyed God's grace so much, yet he had a natural partiality toward Esau. And this was because Esau was a hunter and uh, catered to Isaac's natural desire for venison. He was natural in his partiality toward Esau. This was his weakness. Then when we get to the study of Jacob, we'll see that this kind of partiality caused a lot of trouble with Jacob's sons and and Jacob himself. Jacob was partial to his younger son, Joseph. This caused jealousy and a lot of trouble in that family and turned all his 11 brothers against Joseph. We need to see how this kind of natural desire caused a real weakness in God's chosen ones, even these three heroes of the Old Testament. Well, Francis, just to expose the weaknesses of these ones is certainly not our aim in today's life study, but rather to see that our own weaknesses and failures do not disqualify us from enjoying grace. Here's Witness Lee. In the past two messages concerning Isaac, we have seen how he was 
the heir of grace, inheriting grace in every way, and how he rested and enjoyed all his life. In this grace-enjoying person, there is still the natural weakness and still the natural life. It is so interesting to see that in this ethic, you also have the natural life of Jacob. You see, Jacob loved his son Joseph according to his natural taste. And that caused the family trouble. How about Isaac? Isaac also loved Esau according to his natural taste. Because Esau was a hunter. Esau could get venison for his father. So his father just loved this boy. Esau was a father's boy. And that <laughs> became the cause of the family's trouble. So you could see these two are the same. But don't forget, Isaac was the grace-enjoying person. This is altogether against our religious concept. We all would say, no, if such a person with such a kind of natural weakness, living in such a natural life, he would never enjoy the grace of God. Well, that is your saying. That is not God speaking. In God's word, I tell you, here is a person, in my realization, he is altogether not spiritual. Isaac was a man <laughs> in natural life with natural weakness. Then you may check with me why he still enjoyed so much of God's grace. Why? Just because God ordained this way. What shall you say? God ordained this way. Don't you realize as a real Christian, with you, there is such an ordained aspect. To enjoy grace is our destiny. Amen. We were predestinated to enjoy the grace of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We all have to say, we were predestinated to enjoy the grace of God. Regardless. Don't think if you are good, okay, you are privileged to enjoy God's grace. If you are no good, you are true. This is religion. Religion tells you this way, but the Bible doesn't say so. Then you may say, okay, if this is the case, let us be not spiritual. If you are spiritual, that means nothing. If you are not spiritual, that also means nothing. <laughs> Don't think to be spiritual will help you, neither to be not spiritual will help you. No. Grace is not based 
upon what you are. No. Whether you're good, you're bad, you're spiritual, not spiritual, that doesn't mean anything. God has ordained you to be the very object of His grace, then grace will come to you. You all depend upon God's ordination. Francis, in this first portion, we have a delicate point that I'd like to ask you to spend some time on. Witness Lee said that our spirituality is not that important, but our enjoyment of grace is all important. Mm -hmm. In fact, he said that we're ordained to enjoy grace regardless of how spiritual we are. Is it true that our spirituality is not that pleasing to God, but our enjoyment of grace satisfies him greatly? Well, this is quite a delicate question. I do believe in this message we heard something that shocked our natural religious concept concerning who is qualified to enjoy God's grace. To learn that neither being spiritual or being unspiritual will help us to enjoy God's grace. This certainly exposes our natural concept. What he's talking about here is not walking according to spirit and not living according to spirit. He's talking about a spirituality that is a religious concept and people trying to be spiritual by their own effort and by their own doing. But by our experiences as Christians, we can realize that it's really so that our natural concept about being spiritual causes us to expect that we can enjoy God's grace more if we are behaving ourselves better, if we're doing a better job. So when we feel we're so good and so spiritual, we expect to enjoy God's grace so much. But actually, when we are so good, thinking we are not capable of lying and doing evil things any longer, we are religiously proud and are certainly not enjoying the grace of God. It really is a matter of God's ordination. God ordained that we believers should enjoy God's grace. But he's saying all our efforts to be good does not make us qualified to enjoy God's grace. It's really a matter of God's ordination. So that if we endeavor to be spiritual or decide not to be spiritual, neither way is the basis for enjoying God's grace. Just remember this. God has ordained us to be the object of his grace. So we just turn from our religious concept of being spiritual and receive God's grace. Thank you, Francis. This topic is, as you said, delicate and needs a thorough understanding, and I believe Witness Lee is going to stay very much along this line. Let's rejoin him for more of this life study. I would ask you to consider, don't you have the same weakness? Or don't you have any weakness? I ask the most spiritually conscious person. Please tell me, don't you realize that you have the natural weakness? I don't encourage you to keep your natural weakness. This is not what I mean. But it is good that we are not aware of our weakness because we would not be frustrated from the enjoyment of grace. Praise the Lord. Amen. 
I don't know. What is my weakness? Now I only know to enjoy the grace of the Lord. If you don't agree with me, please read Genesis chapter 26 again and again, including chapter 25. You could see Isaac there enjoying the grace of God. Then all of a sudden, he got exposed in his natural weakness. And that exposure didn't frustrate Isaac from the enjoyment of God's grace. In other words, that exposure of his natural weakness didn't frustrate Isaac from trusting in God. I hope that we all can see this. No doubt, he was going southward, downward, not to Egypt, but quite close to Egypt, the land of the Philistines. God's intention that his chosen people should stay in the good land. Now, Isaac was repeating the going downward story. Then, on the halfway, he was stopped. There was intention with Isaac going down to Egypt. So God came in to warn him, don't go down. Neither God told him to stay there. God said, you have to stay in the place which I will tell you. And how Isaac stayed there. While he was staying there, not an exact red place, God told him to stay. Yet, he still had the peace in enjoying God's grace. He was altogether not conscious of the matter of being religious. He had no sense about it. I say this strongly, it is so good that we have no sins about being religious. Amen. This is my burden tonight to tell you that we all have to realize the enjoyment of God's grace has nothing to do with our being religious. Amen. Rather, here is a person who is not religious at all, yet... He was a person enjoying the grace of God all the time. Francis, we saw that God does not care for our self-made spirituality, uh, nor does our religious behavior help us very much in experiencing God as grace. Yet these two things, spirituality and being religious, are usually thought of in positive terms. How do we reconcile this? Well, in this matter, I think the best just to repeat what Witness Lee told us. He said this, According to your religious concept, if you have some natural weakness, you feel you should be through with God's grace. That's what you think in your religious mind. But God's grace is still with you. Grace does not depend on what you are. He said, Every object of divine grace has a weak point. I just want to encourage our listeners not to be religious or to be so-called spiritual in this way of a religious kind of uh, trying to keep a certain self-made law, but just to be bold in the enjoyment of God's grace. 
It's better to be blind to our natural weaknesses. Then we will not be so diligent to try to exercise our religious conduct to try to do something. But we will only know one thing, to enjoy the grace of the Lord. If we've heard this message in the right way, we will realize that Isaac was a person not at all religious, yet he enjoyed the grace of God all the time. May we learn to be such persons, not religious, but enjoying the grace of Christ all the time. Thank you, Francis. Let's rejoin Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study. Then, in here, there was not only the natural weakness, but also natural life. He didn't live so much in the so-called spiritual life. He lived at least also in natural life. The Bible tells us that Isaac loved Esau, not because he is the firstborn son, according to God's ordination, not because of this. He loved Esau because what? Because Esau was a skillful hunter. He loved Esau just because, only because of his natural taste. His loving of his son was a matter absolutely in the natural life. In a good sense, Isaac was enjoying all the time. But there is an aspect of suffering in his life. The suffering came out of what? Came out of his natural life. Because he lived in the natural way, and she, the wife, also lived in natural way. Both of this couple lived in natural way. The sufferings all came from the source of living in natural way. Could you follow this? Could you see? They suffered. Esau was a grave to them. And Esau's wives were a bitterness to the spirit of Isaac and of Rebekah. And eventually, because of the partial loves, you know, one brother hated the other, even trying to kill the other, and the mother got to know. And the mother told the second boy, you see, your brother's going to kill you. Now, I tell you the way, you have to go away. Go away to my brother's land, and there you get a wife. Then this mother went to the father, telling the father the same thing, but in another story. This was Rebecca. If you live in natural life, that will cause you to suffer. Natural life would never reduce the amount of your grace. No. But natural life will cause you to suffer. If you don't like to suffer, the best way is not to live in the natural life. Don't do anything in the natural life. Don't practice your cleverness. Don't exercise your wisdom. I tell you, the exercise of your wisdom would not help God but would add suffering to you. 
Okay, then we come to the end. Isaac blessed. In his blessing, you can see three points. He blessed according to his natural taste. And then, because of this, he blessed blindly. He was blind, not physically, but also what? Spiritually. Because he was blinded by his natural taste. And now, he blessed, but after all, up to the last point, he blessed by faith. According to his situation, he was not a person that was qualified to have the faith. But he didn't realize he was unqualified. He looked at God. He looked at God's promise. You see, he blessed his son in faith, or by faith in his spirit. If you are going to have the faith, you shouldn't look at yourself. If you look at yourself, the faith will be gone. Look unto God and see what is spoken in his word. You just express and utter the same thing as the word of God says. This is faith. And Isaac blessed his son in this way. Not only so, as I said already, it's hard for us to find a hint that Isaac was so spiritual. Yet, we all have to realize he died in faith. He died in a good faith. He didn't die in a miserable situation. He died in a situation of faith. Well, Francis, I think most of us can relate to the strife and bitterness that took place in this household between these two brothers. And no doubt this caused much grief to Isaac and Rebecca. Our natural life with its preferences really is the source of most of our suffering as well. But despite this suffering, we can still enjoy God as grace, can't we? Well, if it weren't so, we would all be in deep trouble. The natural life and our own preferences no doubt always cause problems and sufferings. Like in the case of Isaac and Rebekah, there are preferences here in this family that are so apparent. Isaac preferred Esau, the hunter son. He was a he was good at hunting and he could provide the venison. While Rebekah's favorite was the quiet son, Jacob. There will certainly be strife within a family with this kind of weakness of preferences and partiality. The natural life always causes trouble and sometimes even results in hatred. All of his suffering comes from the natural life, but there is some good news. The natural life will not frustrate God's grace, but it will increase your suffering. So if you don't want to suffer, you should not live in your natural life. Don't try to help God by causing your natural wisdom and your natural cleverness to be your resource for solving problems. Grace has been ordained to us, so whether we are spiritual or unspiritual, good or bad, in that sense of being religious and that so-called spirituality, God's purpose 
is still being fulfilled, and we can say, if you're a real believer, you can say, I am under God's grace, and I am in the enjoyment of this grace. Well, Francis, we began today with suffering and failures and weaknesses, but we conclude with God's wonderful and enjoyable grace. Thank you for helping bring us this good news today. You have been listening to The Life Study of Genesis with Witness Lee. If you would like more information about this program, then please call 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or write to Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. You can also send us email at radio at lsm.org. For a free download of this program, or to find more information, visit us online at lsm.org. If you've enjoyed what you've heard from this Life Study of Genesis, then we encourage you to freely distribute this program. It's available in MP3 format. Again, it can be downloaded from lsm.org free of charge.